Yeah, I wish there was just a button that, or not a button, but I wish I could say like ish, like nine forty-five ish. I know, it, I know. Always Things nine... happen. Life yeah. happens. I know. That's and, uh, that's exactly the case. Running late, at least you didn't trip trying to uh, run in from the house or into yeah. the house or anything. I know. Got the, good something happened. I got the text yesterday from my usual co-host Seth, and hey, I called him for overtime, and that's usually why our shows never always kept dropping off last year because you know my kids wouldn't go to sleep and it, you know it was a lot on my wife and then he'd get called in overtime and i was like all right we're just gonna have to gonna have to saddle this for now all right let me add the cube nerds logo let me add go. the cube nerds nice. backdrop Ooh, it now just says the podcast yep so all right. Thank you everyone for joining, for listening. This would be Cube Nerds episode 19 or 20. Uh, I don't remember. I believe it will be 20. I but, think it um, is Cube Nerds episode 20. And for those of you that don't know about the Cube Nerds podcast, it was started like four years ago by myself and mm-hmm. Scott and our occasional friend Bert where we tried using code names. So, you know, we didn't like get in trouble in case anybody came across this, but eh, we gave that up eventually after I think 15 episodes, we gave that up and we just, uh, we covered all things about the workplace and then really things about life. And then we, our highest listened to episode is actually food fight part two, (laughs) where we talked about all different types of foods. I actually have a list, uh, I think still on my phone, of all the different types of foods that we talked about, um, you know, different uh, weird yeah. combinations and crazy things, because I know you're you're a very, very anti sun chip, is it? Or Pringles? Well, those, those aren't chips, you see. That's part of the particle problem. board. They've been misnamed. Yes, they're particle <laughs> board, cardboard, no. um, sort of like a breakfast cereal that didn't actually make it. And you are wrong because sun chips are fantastic. No, they aren't. So are so are Pringles. Everybody loves sun chips. My wife as it was addicted to those cheddar flavored sun chips. Sun chips are fantastic. Now notice you said the word cheddar flavored. You see, if a chip doesn't taste good by itself, then it doesn't exist in the real world as a, a viable flavor. Okay, or see a viable product, I should say. I prefer a Which is why um, you know, all those the bad chips have things like, oh, extra barbecue flavored here, you know, or triple the chili sauce on it, you know, so that it masks the basic fact that it tastes like cardboard with chili See, sauce. I prefer a regular <laughs> flavored sun chip. I am an original flavor sun chip guy. Yeah. I don't like the cheddar, the sour cream and onion, whatever. Regular flavored sun chips, they're, they're excellent. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I wish I wish I, I should have gone back and listened to it. So I had some other uh, some other examples that we talked about and, and dissed on that podcast. Um, but yeah, so we, we did that for, for a while. Exactly. And also too, we'll be able to hear as I'm sure your audio quality is much better than mine is. Um, actually you sound just fine on this $35 blue snowball microphone. It does. The quality is not bad. It, it sounds fine. And to be honest, it, Sounds a little bit better than Seth did just last week. Uh, with I, that little crackle, crackle, pop, pop. Right, I right. Did you? And I told him that, and he got upset. But because <laughs> he's using this same exact microphone, I am. I don't know why. So I don't know why it's happening. All kinds of uh, his microphone isn't built into the cable. Uh, next to because I got the feeling that it was because every time he brushed against it, I could hear the. 
Uh, you know, sort of like if you have uh, earbuds and you have one of those little built-in mics. Maybe he's got a and mic coming from his headphones. And that might be uh, interfering. We'll see if he watches this or goes back and listens and maybe take he that into not. consideration. Oh, he well, now I think of like, oh, I'm not on it. I don't need to watch. It. Well, now I'm going to bring it up to him when I hear him. I say, hey, well, Scott knows his shit when it comes to audio equipment. And he thinks, because, yeah, that's what it was when he was moving, right? So it was a microphone yeah. scraping against his shirt. I that, that very well could be. I know. I got to, like, go over there and go over the equipment. Like, no, no, no. Look, look. This is, this is, look to this. Because I've done my homework a ton on what's the right microphone, what's the, the best this and that, like this light. I, th- I think my wife got me this light. Or my, my, maybe my in-laws got me this light, which is cool. And then she got me the arm. She got me a different microphone. But the quality of it is not as good as the blue snowball one. So I had to buy a screw so I could attach the screw to the arm. Plus with the what's what's this gimmick called? That's called a pop filter. A pop filter. So I don't pop my peas, right? That's right. Yes. So no, all no of that post going on. As, as they call it. Yes. Yeah, you're supposed to do like that. <clears throat> yes. Well, we all make do with the what the equipment that we have. You know, mine looks very oh. professional, but um uh this is attached to the top of my vocal booth. With uh, a nice, you know, scissor hand kind of extension arm, but and a lot of bungee cords. Yeah, well, I mean, again, it looks you got your whole little makeup studio in there with your your blankets and your your PVC pipe. And is that a framed picture of President William McKinley behind you? It is not. Boy, you are so bad. <laughs> I can't really see. Now it, you you had a cube I, next to me at our previous job for I don't know how guess. many years, and you didn't notice. That I had the two pictures, and this is a different one, of John Quincy Adams, the sixth president. And this one is a different picture. I've acquired this one on eBay. It's from a, one of his descendants when they were guessing uh, an estate sale of some kind. Okay. And I have him sternly looking at me to make sure that I don't make any mistakes when I'm recording audiobooks. That's a good idea. There you go. So, and now to, <laughs> to correct from earlier, this would mark episode number 30. Of the Cube oh, podcast, yeah. And I've noticed that it is our, like, almost one year to the day <laughs> yeah. since the last podcast. The last time ended. we recorded was, uh, or the last time we published an episode was October 26th, 2001. And, and I think we recorded on the 21st or thereabouts, but... Uh, Maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I wish I could <clears> do... <throat> I could do so many more podcasts and because I have so many more ideas, I would do stuff all the time. That's why I put it out in the mind your F and business Facebook group. If anybody was interested in starting their own to do a podcast network, you know, cause like I said, I, I I've told Seth and I've said it on the show that I think he would do a great sports podcast um, with him and another friend of ours. Um, I mean, you and I, obviously we could do cube nerds. We could talk about food. We could talk about a ton of stuff. Um, there's a wrestling and comics podcast I'd love to start as another another friend of mine uh, who's very getting very big into like um, uh, animated movies that he watches with his kids. He was very big into Pixar movies. Now he's very big into a uh, Miyazaki movies because they're all on HBO Max, uh, like Howl's Movie oh, yeah. Castle and stuff like that. Uh, so we could, you know, talk to have a podcast, talk about that. Anything to, you know, to, to get yourself out there. So, and also too, so for those who are not familiar with Scott R. McKinley, Scott and I used to work together at our previous company for 12 years because you were still there when I left, right? Um, <clears throat> yes, I was. Yeah. So and, 12 um, years we worked together as yeah. as Cube Nerds, which is the brand we, we made up uh, for working in our cubicles. 
And then once the company laid off the entire division, Scott had a choice of to go back to the cube nerd life or start living a, maybe a, a dream or maybe just to do something that he would enjoy a lot more than staring at a computer screen all day. Uh, and well, Scott, I, except that I tend to do that. Except, well, yeah, I, <laughs> so maybe speak. that's, maybe that's the wrong way to put it. Cause you're still staring at a computer screen, but at least you're doing something you enjoy. So yes. S- Scott decided to go down the, vo- the, the road of voice acting. Yeah. And now, so actually, so most famously, and I guess most recently, you can hear Scott's voice uh, on audible.com doing the uh, voice read for Lennon, the lawyer, the mobster. Well, it's, it? it's officially called Lennon, the mobster, and the lawyer. Aha. Oh, oh what, my Untold goodness. Story by Jay Bergen. Aha. And um, uh, preface or a forward by Bob Gruen, the photographer who took this picture. Mm-hmm. And the picture on my button right here, you see. Ah, that. And, and uh, you're you're getting a lot of praise for your Lennon impression uh, during the book too, I believe. No? Well, it, I, I wasn't trying to do an impression per se. I just wanted to do um, the character voices. It was a requirement of the edition, though, that I had to do a good voice for John Lennon, and, and, and that there would be good competition for it too. So only uh, professionals need apply, and so I was a little nervous about doing that. Now you, but I mean, you auditioned for the role, right? And you oh, got yeah. it. Yeah. That's very cool. So you, so they, so they heard your Lennon impression in the audition. Yes, uh, they did. Uh, well, that was a part of the audition pages that I did. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'd always, uh, done sort of uh, British accents at work, uh, if you remember. And, uh, oh, yeah. well, well versed on that. the phone, uh, but only for internal associates. You know, I, I didn't try to answer like I was in a different country when an external client would call in. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you always had your hand in, in voices and, and different mannerisms and stuff like that. So it's very cool. You've got to, to go through that. Now, I mean, cause you've done, cause I, again, I remember way back in the day and, and a late friend of mine, we talked about doing that. And I wish again, cause now what a time to be alive. You can do anything focusing on the internet you could record your own stuff and pitch it out there yeah. and all of, all kinds of stuff um, i mean you could do everything from home so i mean that was something that we always like kind of talked about oh, how cool would that be and this and that and now but i mean because you've gone to classes you've auditioned for roles you've yeah. now, you've done audio plays and stuff like that too yes i have so i guess all right so take us down the road as far as so let's say because again the cube nerds podcast we always just talked about work and really it you know, stemming from being so miserable at work came the Cube Nerds podcast. So take me down the road of now no longer working at a desk and wanting to do this and how you did it. Well, uh, as you can see, I've, I've moved from a cube to a booth. So it's <laughs> it's, be- it's better. The same kind of principle, but yeah. Plus, um, not long after um, the layoff, um, the pandemic started anyway. And all you could do was work from home if you did want to earn some income uh, that wasn't an essential job where anybody could be exposed to COVID um, if they were deemed essential, mm-hmm. like I think you might have had. What, if, what? Did you have to work during the pandemic? Yeah, I was working from home anyway. Oh, okay. They very quickly had us working from home, so we had no no worries. Um okay. But now something I just remembered is that when we worked together, you did a lot of almost voice acting work there too. 
Yeah. Right? And I remember you recorded trainings, you you recorded classes, you did all that kind of stuff. Yes, I did. And, um, you know, uh, they were kind enough to allow me to publish the finished trainings on um, YouTube uh, with the company's blessing. And um, as far as I know, they're still out there, but um, they're very dated. So hopefully nobody will go looking for them. But um, <laughs> in any event, but yes, it nobody, gave nobody, me a creative uh, approach to the job that I hadn't had before. Nobody works there anymore that would uh, that would know about it anyway. That's true. <laughs> so yeah, now it's lost. Yeah, I, lost forever. <laughs> well, hopefully not. I, I I like looking for them and seeing how many people have viewed them, and it, it makes me feel pretty good to know that wow, there people are still using those. Um, as at least instructional or for their employees to use. But anyway, um, it, it allowed me to do something a lot more creative um, besides just answering the phones and besides just doing, uh, you know, tech support role that I had. Mm -hmm. And um, so in, in addition to doing creative things in class, it allowed me to do creative things on the web and to get into e-learning. Um, as far as that goes. Um, and so I'm still hoping to get um, uh, uh, an e-learning job or something. I put out on my website, so that's that's one of the accomplishments I've had over the last 12 months, was to have the my website fully up and running and looking pretty good. It's at mckinleyco.com. Don't worry, man. We, we would have plugged that at the end. Don't worry. Oh, okay. Well, uh, in any event, uh, the website's up and... In addition to that, um, now I'm losing my train of thought. You got me too nervous here. Sorry. <laughs> what was I talking about before? Uh, things you posted uh, on McKinleyCo.com. Yes. Um, so uh, that's fully up and running, as I said. And um, the other main things over the last 12 months, besides um, doing the workouts um, and, and everything that I think I talked about in the last podcast, you know, I joined um, a uh, a Discord team for voiceover. Okay, which I know I, I mentioned before, and uh, I went to um, no, so the first it. annual uh, get together last year. You I think we talked about that. I, yeah, I've seen pictures. That which was very cool. A nice little retreat you went on with folks. Yeah. Now, and, when you say I, it, I've got their T-shirt on, see LTM, and what's that? It stands for Lindsay, Tyler, and Max, who are the leaders of the group, wow. called uh, LTM Voices. Okay. And they have a website as well, which we'll plug at the end. Yes, but of course. LTMVoice.com. Now, when when you say Discord <laughs> team, what does that mean? It's a group that does workouts for voices, uh, for voice actors. They oh, do okay. workouts. They give each other advice. And it's nice to have a small community. It's not huge like some of the Discord groups are. Discord's a social media platform for folks who are listening who may not know what it is. Primarily, it's filled with lots of gamers, um, like my son. And um, But you can use it for just basic social media because it allows you to um, uh, talk and to uh, be on video with each other, have sessions work work breakout groups that kind of thing i remember the first time i and used discord yeah the first time i used discord i was like what the hell is this it's like <laughs> a, it's like just a constant running comment section it seems like and then there's all different rooms you can bounce into it was a nightmare 
the the when I first got into it big time was like looking into NFTs and stuff like that. Um, and I'm in Scott Snyder's writing class. He has one. Uh, there's a wrestling podcast I listen to, and they have one. And I thought about doing one, obviously, but it's like you feel you have to be big enough and have your community there to to be able to have people where they can talk about all the different subjects and stuff like. That. There's a lot of potential with Discord, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of room for for just uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not fluff, not filler. There's like bots and all kinds of crap that can come in there and discords were getting hacked left and right with nfts it's it's very simple it's cool it's got potential but yeah it takes it takes a little bit of getting used to for sure but yeah i mean but like you said in your case it's it's a it's a perfect you know social media platform for just your group to help each other out and stuff yep and it's not the only group that i've joined i've joined a few um and uh the latest one i'm working with right now they do um scripts once or twice a week where you just uh, the person who runs it, uh, her name is uh, Julie Hoverson. She's written all of these scripts. Oh, wow. And uh, uh, a lot of them have been made into podcast back in the early days of podcast. Um, and she's revising them and trying to get them uh, redone. Some of them have been licensed to been uh, uh, performed as plays actually. Really? That's very, that's very cool. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that a lot came of that stuff. That's that's very cool because I was going to ask that next. I know, like I said, there was about how many people in your your class, so to speak. Um, class ten, like ten or twelve. I guess your group. I guess maybe, maybe oh, I guess oh, the oh. group you went on uh went on the trip with and everything. Uh, there were about twenty to thirty people. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't know. Was and that we were planning on another one um just a few weeks ago. Huh. but it wasn't for uh. It was in Orlando in Florida. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. And so the hurricane uh, erased that. Yeah. Just now. So yeah. Cool. Has, um, has anybody, I know the one girl was popular because she had a uh, very popular game of Thrones podcast that was actually recognized. Not game of Thrones. Um, Witcher. The Witcher. That's right. That's what it was. Yeah. The Witcher. Yes. Yeah. That, that actually well, was recognized. On, in uh, Beauclair. Okay. That's uh, Alyssa Esteban. That was, yeah, the, I remember they, they because I remember you sent us the clip where they actually mentioned it on like a, a reveal or some kind of Netf uh, Netflix yeah. special and they talked about it and she was like, oh yeah, I've heard of your podcast. So that was very cool. Um, has anybody else, that you know, I mean, I guess what, do you know, their aspirations and I guess what's your main aspiration? Well, um, everybody, uh, or just, I should say the bulk of most people are younger than I am. And they're going into where most younger sort of actors would go, not just voice actors. So they're looking into uh, video games in particular and anime. My God, anime is so popular. It sure is. And for voiceover actors, hello, you know, it's a perfect match. Yeah. Because uh, you know, it's animated. And there's so much of it. There's so, so much, much of it. And, well, there is. But, you know, part of the problem is that... Um, even games uh, are doing, uh, you know, like triple uh, A actors. Uh, not oh yeah, voice jobs mm -hmm. being done by triple A actors, even though they're not trained professionally in some cases as voice actors. Yeah, um, yeah, but... I, oh, I, I, it almost drives me nuts because I'm very much into it, and I know we talked about the documentary. Um, I know that voice by John DiMaggio. John That's DiMaggio. right. Yeah. yeah, John DiMaggio, who is the voice of Bender from Futurama. And, and he's the voice of Marcus Phoenix from uh, Gears of War. He, and he's been doing voices like forever. He's, he's Jake the Dog on Adventure Time. 
He's actually in an episode of Modern Family. Um, He's in Disenchanted too, in a few episodes, I think. Yeah, I think so too, probably. Um, and but I, it drives me nuts because now whenever I watch anything. I'm like, I know that guy's voice. <laughs> and then now I have to go to IMDb and look up and see who that is. And then now when I'm watching the show, all I'm doing is picturing that person and it takes me out of it. Good for you. Uh, and yeah, you but you should remember the name of voice actors. I think that's yeah. important. And narrators. Absolutely. But again, it, it t- kind of takes me out of the show when all I'm doing is worrying about that I know that voice instead of, you know, the character itself. Like I, like I remember when, when Rob Paulson shows up in episodes of Rick and Morty. Or, or even, you know, Maurice LaMarche, and that's the voices of Pinky and the Brain. It's like, man, I definitely know that I, I know those voices right away. And it's yeah. just cool that those come up. And yeah, and they're, and when you hear stuff like that, it's really cool because it's, they're just as big as regular act, you know, as, as live action actors that you see in so many movies. Like, oh my God, it's the same voice of this, this. And then when you go to their IMDb pages, you see that they've done like 500 different things. That's, yeah. You know, and then, yeah, like you said, now there's actors that, work so much more than um what the hell was I was gonna say they work so much more than than them but now there's like i remember when Kiefer sutherland took over as the voice of solid snake and metal gear solid originally that was a voice done by david hater david hater who's actually a really big time screenwriter he wrote the x-men movie he wrote x-men 2 he wrote the watchman movie he wrote the scorpion king um and he, he's done a, a couple of other films too he, he directed his own movie called wolves that jason momoa was in um, and then I remember, so he did Metal Gear Solid, like one through mm. four and all the games in between. And then they, they fired him and like Kiefer Sutherland do the voice. And I was like, man, this guy got so popular and the game was so popular. A very big part of it was this guy's voice acting. And now they replaced him. I mean, cause I guess you got the star, they got big enough where you could get the star power out of Kiefer Sutherland, but the name recognition, well, it just, it wasn't as good. You know, David Hayter was solid snake, not Kiefer Sutherland. And they, they ruined it. I know. Um, and yeah, I could certainly say that. Uh, audiobooks, for instance. Um, uh, I think, geez, I didn't mention this before. The um, uh, audiobook for The Martian. Do you remember the movie of The Martian? Matt I never, I never, movie yeah, version? I never well, saw it, but yeah. The book was fantastic. The movie was also fantastic, which is uh, a doubleheader you almost never see. I was almost in tears at the end of the movie just because it was good. You know, it wasn't different or anything. Um, it was a little simpler than the book, but not in bad ways. You know, it was just sort of like, eh, that's too many. But that means there's more puzzles in the book that aren't in the movie that you can successfully, like, oh, I don't remember this from the movie. And it was also a really well-read audiobook. And the guy who did it, and I don't have his name right now, and I don't have an easy way to look it up because he's been deleted already. He was very famous as a, a voice actor or book narrator, mm-hmm. whereas um, now it's been voiced by Will Wheaton. Okay, I feel like I feel Trek. like you told us about this. Yeah. Well, now, why? Why maybe? Why was he deleted? Um, he was deleted. Well, uh, Will Wheaton did the. Reading of the book for um, what was the other uh, movie that came out around the same time as the uh, as the Martian? Spielberg did Ready Player One. Yeah, Will okay. Wheaton read Ready Player One and the sequel Ready Player Two, so it sort of made sense to have him read another book written in the same sort of uh, style, as far as being pretty hip. Mm-hmm. 
if that's an uh so completely so completely scrap the original audio recording this happens all the time really? anytime there's a movie version that comes out the previous versions of whoever recorded the audiobook, even if it is somebody famous, normally gets replaced by whoever was the main actor in the movie. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Douglas Adams voiced the audiobooks himself. Um, but Martin Freeman played Arthur Dent in the movies, so Martin Freeman went and re-recorded all of those. Oh, really? see, that, that's cool to me, but I didn't know that. I didn't know that they, they redid that. Well, that's, I like that's interesting. Adam's voice. And yeah, that's those. So when the writer is reading, uh, you you get where their emphasis are sometimes. But I mean, some yeah, writers shouldn't be reading. Well, know, yeah, there are true. some writers who just don't read well. But they don't release two different versions of it. Then, no, they don't have them because it's a single audio publisher, and they're not going to have competing editions out. Well, yeah, well, why not? They're still going to get their cut. You know, and I mean, and you paid the guy anyway to do it. So why wouldn't you still? Well, you, you want all the marketing behind one single brand. And that brand is whatever is newly out. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, and uh, it, it's it's sad sometimes, you, you know, all the previous versions of the Lords of the Ring um, audiobooks all replaced by Andy Serkis. See, I was going to that's what I was going to ask, because that's the one that came to my mind. But when you mentioned Martin Freeman. I, but hmm, I feel like I heard Andy Serkis. Interesting. Is, uh, he's, he's worth keeping. Trust me. Well, that's true. I don't know you if know, you've heard him do the Hobbit or or the Lord of the Rings, but yeah, he's he's a keeper. Hmm. But the, the people who did it before him, eh, they weren't too bad either. Yeah, hmm. they tended to send like Gandalf. Ironic, ironically enough, Andy Serkis and Martin Freeman both in Black Panther. No kidding. There's a little, uh, yeah, he, uh, Andy Serkis plays Claw and Martin Freeman. I forget who he plays. Um, but yeah, so there's a little, does, does Martin there's a little Freeman six degrees his, of Kevin Bacon uh, for you. American accent? He does use his American accent. And how is it in that movie? I don't think it's terrible. Does Just he use American accent? I don't remember. He's, he's, he has a small role, but yeah. Huh. But yeah he's I don't remember. got an interesting American accent. I'm not sure where he learned it from, but it sounds... Almost noirish, or sort of like he's been learning about the thugs out in the old west, uh, or the, you know Chicago around the nineteen thirties or something. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, you know what I right. mean. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel that when I, when he does, he definitely talks like that. He's a little smarmy about it. Well, I guess you know, I love Americans Martin Freeman, so I'm going to get uh, hate mail comments now. But uh, <laughs> you know, no one else could be Watson to Sherlock um, uh, in you know for Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock. Never watched it. Three minute. Oh, jeez, man. Wanted to, never got around to it. We, um, we need to talk more. You see, this this is part of the problem. Oh no, I've seen it out there. I just, I, I've talked about this <laughs> it's been in a long time too. Yeah, I know. I've yeah. talked about this on the Mind Your F and Business show. Like, there's so many shows out there. I can't keep with any. Like the Lord of the Rings show. Everybody's talking about it now. At first, it was like it's just there and that's it. Now everybody's talking about it, so I guess it got good. I'm way behind. I have no interest to go back. Same thing with Game of Thrones. Just do Game of Thrones show. I'm like, eh. I just don't have the ambition or the drive to to rush out and watch all these shows. And especially again, that's all new shows coming out. And then now you have, you know, an old show like Sherlock, which everybody talks about, is good to go back and watch. And nobody got time for that. Well, at least the first season. You know, okay. They sort of got progressively odder as they went on. Mm. 
Speaking of good voice acting and, and Brits and TV shows. Yes. Um, so, because uh, there's actually an audio play of Sandman on Audible. Hmm. And now I never got around to reading the comic. I have a, my cousin is, he loves the comic and he told me all about it. And then, you know, the show just came out on Netflix, the show, which was fantastic. Um, but one you have to, you know, sit and watch. It took me up two yeah. months to actually watch it because you have to you sit and watch it. You can't just have it going on in the periphery. It's exactly. like uh, Picard. Uh, the, yeah. The newer that Star Trek one. That like, what? what happened? What happened? I, I don't get it. What, what's yeah, going on? I've watched it a few times. I'm like, oh, now it makes sense. I just guess I missed the comics that bridged between Star Trek Nemesis and the start of Picard. Who knew? Yeah. My, uh, my, I think someone I work with now was talking about the same thing with Picard, like the same deal. Like you just it, you can't even keep up with it and it's not the same. But um, for the Sandman audiobook, the writer of the comic, Neil Gaiman, actually yeah. does the narration um, in the audiobook. And it's very cool because his voice is just very captivating to listen to. Yes, it um, does. And it's very cool to listen to. Also to the Lock and Key audiobook is highly recommended on Audible. Now, is, th is that kind of stuff that you'd like to get more into is like like acting like that? Or do you enjoy just reading? Actually, yeah, I, I would like to get in more into that kind of thing. Um, like I said, uh, the uh, the anime and uh, games sort of voice acting jobs. Well, there's a lot of competition for all of voice acting. Uh, commercials in particular can be very remunerative. If I said that right, or make you uh, uh, more money potentially than just Luc uh, lucrative. Then is that the word? Lucrative is a better word. Yes, and uh, audiobooks is certainly not the fast way to do it. To me, I like it because it's not as competitive um, as far as breakneck kind of pace goes, and you get to pick what you want to audition for. Um, and if you don't want to do something, it's a big time commitment. You don't feel like you have to audition for everything unless you really do need to make money at a steady clip. Mm -hmm. And, uh, fortunately right now, I, at least I don't have to do that, um, in, in that kind of a turnover, you know, okay. so I don't have to like do like 30 books a year or something that's crazy. Yeah. You know, and I don't have to voice the next you know, cryptocurrency book or, um, you know, self-help with, um, you know, you know, use NFTs to um, uh, practice your yoga skills with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could do stuff you enjoy, which is very cool and kind of like yeah. what, what I'm talking about. What I want from a, there's a it's a pretty limited pool. So when I got the book on John Lennon, it just happened to show up on one of the nights where I was free from a previous audio book. And was just um, looking for new ones to audition for. And I already had three lined up that I was working on, went to go check again. And like, boom, there was that. And I'm like, really? There's a book on John Lennon in here? And it said the um, expected hours was 40, 40 recorded hours, which would mean it would have been like 2,000 pages or something. And I'm like, that's either a mistake or it's to chase off people who shouldn't um, be applying unless they really love it. That's true. Um, and uh, so I, I, you know, I never asked to find out which one it was, but um, I, I just did it anyway because I'm like, when's the well, next? I was going to say, how long did it take you? Chance. Well, the audition itself, you know, only takes a couple of hours tops. 
you know, you record it as well as okay. you can. It might take you several takes. It depends on how large the chunk of writing to read out loud is. How long? How long did it take you? Oh, um, the 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 final result mm -hmm. uh, took me three months, I think. Well, it I, took, I mean, so uh, a month and a half to record. So if it told then, you, if they told you forty hours, how oh, oh many I'm sorry. hours. It was eight and a half. Wait, wait. Uh, okay, that's how long the book is. That's how long the book turned out to be. Not forty hours. Okay, but how long? Jeez. So yeah, that definitely sounds like maybe they're trying to. The scare book was three hundred and thirty pages. So now, how long did it take you to record? I know you said months. Do you know how many hours you put into it? I don't. Okay. I check. Not forty, I guess. Though, right? If you only used. Eight. Oh no, no. It's uh, forty is the minimum. Meaning, like, oh, I'm just picking the book up and I read it perfectly straight through without any retakes. Yeah. That that would be forty. Um, and it, and that, the, <laughs> the estimated time they give you—that's how long, like, the book is. The um, no, the book was much shorter than that. The number of hours normally is the number of listening hours or recorded hours, meaning okay. that it would take you 40 hours to listen to the book. In fact, oh. it would only take you eight. Yeah. Oh, OK. So that, that's what I'm saying. So they're like so they're almost telling you that this is a yeah, like you said, a super long book. It was yeah. going to take you 40 hours to listen to it, but it didn't take anything yeah. even remotely close to 40 right. hours. So and that's, like I said, it was either a guess or it was um, just something to scare off people who were just going to like, oh, let me audition and, you know, clog up uh, the inbox for the uh, publisher because mm -hmm. it was the publisher's um, audition. Yeah. And that's so very cool, man, because, I mean, again, I've, we all everybody who knows you knows you're a huge Beatles fan. Yeah. So, get, so getting that kind of role is so awesome. And like we told you about, man, now you can now you can go to Beatles Con. And say, hey, this is Scott McKinley. Scott R. McKinley. He did the voice of, you know. Isn't that weird? Uh, it, it, it's it's like I almost feel like I'm on the edge of not, not being famous or anything, but being known. Yeah. Or something. Exactly. And that's that's kind of cool. Very cool. And um, the author's done at least a, a couple of interviews or podcasts mm -hmm. where I've been mentioned by name. Uh, uh, very favorably fortunately. that's awesome yeah um, a, a couple of times i listened to him he was on the other uh, chris jericho podcast i told you about it. i listened to the, yeah. the whole interview yeah very cool he talks about it because I, I know jericho is a big music fan and he talks about it then unfortunately they don't mention yeah on that podcast but just telling the story of it and getting people interested in it and then now obviously the concept of listening author to is rather jay than, bergen by the way mm -hmm. Because I don't think I mentioned his name before. You did. You mentioned him when we read when you oh, okay. Okay. when you introduced the book before. But yeah, I mean, again, just so very cool. And like you said, on the, you know, on the verge of being famous, you know, from from being known that way. Now, have you or just being known, like I said, and well, it yeah, being known in a nice famous. way as far as like, oh, he's a reliable audiobook narrator. That too. Uh, gets things done on a timely fashion and does a good job. Mm -hmm. Very cool thing to add to your resume. And again, a very enjoyable thing. You know, I mean, again, it's just it's it's so so cool to have something like that, something that you enjoyed doing, and that you know that you you got paid for. I, I can't tell you just how much fun it was to do that book in particular, too, because uh, part of it is just researching enough so you have an idea how you want to voice people, mm -hmm. including people whose voice you have no idea what it sounds like. You know, That's, in the book yeah. itself, there there are judges and lawyers, and you don't know what those voices sound like. So instead, um, you know, you have a different approach to um, like, well, how are you going to voice this? 
you want to make sure that people don't like, uh, who is that speaking? It sounds like eight other people I've just heard, and I have no idea what's going on. That's interesting. And because, again, it's not like it's a, a fictional book by any means. So usually you you wouldn't take any. Cons- fact, that's one of the reasons it was such a good book was that it's basically an unpublished interview with John Lennon, except mm-hmm. that that would be a court transcript. But you wouldn't normally take into consideration using different voices for different people. Because, again, because it's not a fictional story. But in this case, there's I still wanted to. Uh, Or at least have a voice that was close enough to the personality I could read on the page. Compare it at least with the author and the publisher to say, like, is this good? It's not over the top, is it? The last thing I wanted to do was to try to do a parody of somebody's voice. Yeah. You know, there are too many people who are like, hello, governor, I do a British accent. Hey, hey. And you're like, oh, my God. So terrible. Um, but uh, <laughs> fortunately, uh, it wasn't perceived that way. I, I wanted to make it quiet and efficient so you'd be able to tell who was talking. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't I'm not trying to be a mimic. Yeah. I'm just trying to um, give a sense of what John Lennon sounded like or a sense of what um, Bob Gruen sounded like or some of the musicians in, in the book, like Jim Keltner, mm-hmm. the drummer. Very cool. Yeah. Now, can you want to read a passage as Lennon for us right now? You didn't tell me you were going to ask me to do that. Uh, it didn't cross my mind until until we were talking about it. You don't have to. Dance, monkey. <laughs> Jeez. You don't have to do anything, Scott. I mean, you, you dropped a little bit of it before. But like I said, you know what? If anybody wants to hear how, how well you do Lennon, go out and get the the book. It's on Audible right now. Go ahead. Plug it one more time. It's um, Lennon, the Mobster and the Lawyer, The Untold Story by Jay Bergen, and who was a, a famous New York lawyer. He was John's attorney. So if you're not quite sure what the title means, the mobster is Morris Levy, who was uh, basically... Um, affiliated with the mafia and that Sopranos character was based on him. Do you remember um, in the first few seasons? Yeah. Hesh music producer. Hesh is based on him and he even has an up uh, uh, a horse farm in upstate New York, just like uh, Morris Levy does. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yes. That's very cool. Wow. I didn't know that. The lawyer is Jay Bergen, um, who represented John Lennon. His law firm did, and he personally was the attorney who got to ride with John Lennon every day and talk with him, Uh, not to mention the fact that he's, you know, uh, taking his deposition and, uh, you know, questioning him on trial, basically. And now explain to me the story of it again, because I know it has to do with tapes that were recorded that you know, we're, we're under the wrong hands and John Lennon recorded, um, an album of fifties music as just a a fun thing to do where he didn't have to produce. He didn't have to do anything besides sing and play guitar. He didn't have to write the songs. And, um, he just wanted to do an album of oldies as a, a nice project to do. It became a long drawn out odyssey and in the meantime, there was uh, already a law case out. If you're not familiar with the Beatles' Abbey Road album, Come Together, sounded a lot like a Chuck Berry song. At least part part of it did, which was um, called um, 
You can't catch me. Um, Beats me. <laughs> I'll, I'll get heck if I uh, uh, said it wrong, but uh, that's quite all right. Uh, never mind. Uh, I don't have it in front of me right now. But the important thing is, is that it led to John Lennon agreeing to settle the case against that by recording three songs from this mobster producer, record producers, catalog of Chuck Berry songs and being pressured into doing it. And um, anyway, at some point, the rough mix of tapes got into the hands of the producer who just wanted to listen to it in his office. And the next thing you know is he's selling it on television as a uh, mail order album mm-hmm. with a really bad yellow cover and a very old picture of John Lennon. That's blurry. And on the back of it are ads for two other albums that have nothing to do with the Beatles. Uh, where, you know, like back in the 1970s, they had commercials like this on television. KTEL Records, for instance, was the kind of thing you would see it just like, and now all the hits, and it would just stream a whole bunch of different song titles down. You're like, wow, that's a lot of songs. Uh, but it turned out, ugh, never mind. I just uh I'm not I'm not too young to know those man. I I've seen those commercials before. A lot of people know those where they run down the list of songs on the album. Yeah. And then the the two albums they are advertised on the back have nothing to do with it. They just happen to be the same record producer. No Beatle album ever looked like this. Mm-hmm. And it was basically an unauthorized release. It's a bootleg on television being sold until the they shut it down. EMI, basically, um, you know, and Capitol Records owned the rights. They shut it down. And then the mobster sued Lennon and said, well, uh, I own the you told me I could use these songs. And that and was the lawsuit. That was because it was word of mouth. Right. And Lennon was saying, no, I didn't. Yeah. And not only that, but it wasn't even a real verbal contract either. Mm hmm. And Jay Bergen, the actual author of this book, represented Lennon. Yes. So he's actually a genuine Lennon lawyer, but not the one with the green card and Lennon trying to basically get citizenship in the United States. Mm -hmm. That that case is very famous. This one has almost never been heard of. Yeah. I know that was a big thing, too, was that, yeah, like this was like a very secretive trial that almost nobody knew about. Right. That's another reason why for him to finally, you know, publish the book and tell the story of it. Well, it, in in one case, too, it, it got confusing as to like, well, what's the what's the real release? Is it this thing we saw on television or is it the rock and roll album, which are now out in the record stores when it was rush released to be able to make sure that um, there was less confusion about what was supposed to be the correct official release. Mm-hmm. So they didn't get to do the publicity for it that they had planned. And um, this was basically the last thing that Lennon did before he retired for five years. You know, very to be cool. the house husband and all that. Yeah. <laughs> very, very cool, man. And then, yeah. like I said, I mean, now, you know, you got to do something fun like that. I know you got more things in the works, and I'm sure there'll be yep. more things coming after that. Well, if, if I can just show you one thing, I also did another book since the last time we got to talk, which was the sequel to Crime Components by Renee Winters, which was a, um, uh, a, 
a fictionalized true crime story, but based on a, a real crime. And the second book I did was called Deadly Deeds. That came out last December. And while I was waiting for the book to be approved and for um, Audible to put it out, um, I started to market for it. And while I was waiting, I decided to come up with um, my own cover for the book. Ah, that's very so cool. This is the book that um, I designed the cover for uh, with the publisher's permission. That's Next Chapter Publishing. Mm -hmm. And uh, my webmaster, Austin Luco, helped me to um, design the uh, – he did all the hard parts, which was making it look even better than just the photograph <laughs> and the wording and the, the font. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, he, I think, chose the font. But doesn't it look good? It looks very good. Yeah. And is that very, the voice? Do you do, a, you do a Southern draw in that book? Do you play the same character in that one you did in the first one? I do a Texas accent. That's what it is. <laughs> That's right. I sure do. And I don't know how good it is, but nobody's hated it. At least not until I just broadcast it now. And you got the there job go. for it. You got the job a second time around. So you did something right. That's right. And uh, the rumor is there'll be a third. And uh, I've been asked and agreed to do that. Um, Very cool. Now, and I would certainly like to. You don't have to go too far into it, obviously. I know. I guess. Uh, how how well are you being compensated? Let's say. Not how, much at all. Um, okay. The Lennon book I've done for royalty share. Only. Yeah, I know that. And the reason I did that, um, you know, I could command, you know, she's $250 to $400 per finished hour at the quality that I do currently. And that's a per finished hour means listening hour. Mm -hmm. So for an eight hour book, let's say at, um, you know, $400, I would be making, um, geez, uh, you know, uh, was it $4,800? Mm-hmm. And um trying to do the math in my head. And uh well, I mean, like you said, for for one month, it's not too bad. No, that's not too bad, but that's a month to record. And what I didn't mention is well, it was six six weeks to record it, but then it's editing time. Editing time takes triple the time that it takes to record. I was going to mention that too, that you have to do all the editing on your own too, which is wild. Right. I didn't, I didn't know that until you. Now, if, that. if you're one of the big name or really well-established narrators, you're going into a studio and you're working for a major publisher, you know, like a random house, penguin, Viking, uh, unless those are all under the same umbrella. Now, Simon and Schuster, um, excuse me, hatchet books, uh, Macmillan, uh, lots of different presses like that. Mm -hmm. um, they have their own studios. And okay. then they have a rate, you know, a recording engineer who will do all the editing for you. All you have to do is read it and not um, take up too much studio time to get it right. By okay. doing it myself, I have more say in when it's due and I can keep redoing it without worrying about studio time to get it right. And that means that it sounds good. You don't hear a lot of static in it or things like that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't sound overprocessed. And um, if I don't say something well, I can always re-record and do that uh, again without having to go back to a studio to do that. 
and yeah. pay more studio time because that can get pretty expensive mm-hmm. unless the publisher is paying for it. Yeah. Now, if I mean, that's, so that's my next goal uh, to try to do that is to get um, a book with a, uh, a, one of the main publishers, I should mm-hmm. say. Well, now, again, I mean, like I said, you're only getting royalties off of this one, but, you know, but that was a very good, good book and popular book to add to your resume. Yes. So well, that thing. was the reason I did it. It was, um, you know, there are some things that I will um, do that. Plus, don't forget, with royalties, it keeps selling and I keep getting money. Absolutely. If you do it for a flat rate, you get paid. And if it takes off, well, sorry. Yeah. You know, you've already been paid your part. And I remember you coming to, to, to us for advice and be like, hey, do you think I should do this? And, yeah. you know, do it. Should I do it? Because I'm only going to get paid off of the royalties. It was like, you know what? In the long run. Yeah, you probably should, because, again, not just, you know, getting the royalties off it because it'll get it for a while. It's a book that would definitely have some name recognition being, you know, about John Lennon. And it it would be popular enough. And he's obviously been pushing the hell out of it because he's done tons of interviews. He's done, you know, book signings in Manhattan and stuff like that. I know you met him a couple of times. Just so um, uh, I got to meet him and Bob Gruen, the photographer in in Rough Trade uh, Records. Oh, okay, uh, that was that was cool. That was a great day for me. I bet. I bet that was very cool. Was he, was he shocked to see you? No, he knew I was coming. Okay. Uh, I'd, uh, I told him ahead of time. What I wasn't expecting was uh, to have only a limited amount of time uh, to interact with him. Wow. It was a smaller space than I was expecting. And it actually started, um, if not early, then right on time. So I was, you know, a couple minutes late getting into the store and I'm like, oh, it's already started and half the seats are full. Did he know, did he know what you looked like or when you introduced yourself, it was like, Oh, Hey Scott. No, no. He, he recognized me. Oh, okay. At least geez, I hope he did. But, uh, oh. and don't forget, I always have, um, give me my second. <laughs> your business card, your, your headshot on site. My hat. Aha. The famous hat. Huh? Now is that on uh is that in your your uh eight by ten or it's um it's been in some of my publicity shots. Okay, there you go. That's what I'm and talking about. uh certainly I, I wore it out when I went to uh Phoenix mm-hmm. um last year and uh uh I don't know, I think it sort of goes with the, the sideburns. What do you think? It does. The sideburns and the ponytail. Yeah, that's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We've got uh longer hair now. Yeah, our uh, our other our, you know our other cube nerd affiliate Bert. Uh, when I saw him when we were back in the office, he showed me that it was like two days before maybe we went back to the office. He just he snipped off his ponytail. He didn't. Oh, get he his did. Hair, he didn't get his haircut for like a year. I know. I, I saw him for a little bit. See, so I've got more hair back here. But Jeez. If my mother's watching this. She's going to hate this because <laughs> she can't stand the fact that I have longer hair. I'm like, After all this time. in the 60s, you made me have a, a crew cut. Oh, all man. the longer hair people were out and you didn't take me to Woodstock. So I'll, I'll be uh, the, the Woodstock kid now. You make up for it now. Yeah, I know. Jeez, look at all that <laughs> hair. I remember seeing the sideburns in pictures, too. But like, oof, man, you know what? The hell with it. Yeah. I decided I would look the way I felt like after I lost some of the extra weight that I had had. Yeah. So. Do whatever you want. Now that's, that's the whole point. You get that freedom. I think about it, you know, constantly. Cause I mean, I, I obviously I can't afford to lose my job, but if that day came, what would I do? 
you know, and it, it would never be like, you know, nothing. Or, or I mean, the, the first thing that would come to my mind, the only, the only reason I would scramble to get another job at another place is because of health benefits. Um, yes. and, you know, and then if, if it got tight paying bills, then obviously, you know, I'd need yes. to do something. And I'm very cognizant of both of those. So yeah. I'm uh, aware of at some point I'll, I will need to step up the game and do more. Yeah. See, and, that, and that's, yeah. that's the way to get better at it is just to keep doing more. So even yeah. if you're not recompensated up front uh, right away or at first, you know, if you do the best job you can and it is a good job, it will lead to more and better paying work. That's just the way it works. There aren't that many people who really do a good job. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to audiobooks, you will hear easily some stuff that's poorly edited and or just the sound quality is like, what you, would you do? You recorded this outdoors or something or on the street or you're like, oh, I, I guess this is a new session because it's louder suddenly. And uh, I, I'm surprised. Well, like anything else, the work you put into it is the is what you get out of it. And that's what, like I said, like if I lost my job, I mean, I would hammer down on writing more comic books. I would do more podcasting and anything else to, you know, stream and well, game. You Any, anything look at the poster behind you that says CWL. That's, yeah, my wife that's got that all you. This podcast is not all, all me. you. Well, again, not all me. I, 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 I you know, well, what it is? I have the, I have the, the, the plan and that I need everybody else to execute it. I need you to do, I, there's so many early episodes of the cube nerds podcast where it's me with my microphone plugged into my phone, doing a recording <laughs> on the way to work in the morning. And they're not great. Cause it's just me going on a rant. It that, still sounds good. And uh, I miss your rants. They're warm and witty and funny and very explicit, explicit languagey of uh, that kind of thing. I'll tell you what, man, I'm not that person anymore. Oh, well, I miss that person to <laughs> some extent. You know, you if, play, if you, you can, do a rant against something that you don't have to do a rant about, then yeah, sure. But you can you, you can know, blame my wife and kids for that. I'm a much more mellow person now. She'll so she'll dis- have a she'll disagree, uh, but I'm getting dinner tonight. I seem to recall you texting me about a little problem you had uh, picking up dinner. Is this the case? <laughs> All right. Yeah. So you want to talk about, so <laughs> you know what, this is, this is funny. Cause I brought this up. Like when I was taking college courses and stuff like that too, and they, they very much want your opinion. And I'm like, I'm open to other people's opinions. I don't need to go off on a tangent myself because Hey, if somebody else got something, I'm, I'm listening, I'm, I'm down. I don't need to argue and fight. So <laughs> I know this is what you were looking for. Right. Yeah, so I go. <laughs> so I went on my lunch break today because I worked the late shift today. So I went on my lunch break, and so like, okay, I got to run out to Costco. I spent I have an hour lunch break. I spent forty five minutes in Costco because this Costco is not designed like my Costco. So of course I don't know where the fuck I'm going. As soon as I go inside it, it's like you know. So I got to wander around aimlessly in, in Costco. And it's all right, so good. There's a McDonald's right there. I'll get McDonald's on the way back. Okay, I always got to get a meal. Because it's just easier, and I'm. Uh, it's funny because me and Bert just went to Wendy's the other day, and uh, last week, and it was like he's like, "Look at what I got," and this was five bucks. And look what you got, and it was fucking ten dollars. And he got nuggets, fries, a sandwich, a soda, and I just got you know a meal. So it's like the same thing, but as it, you know, it's 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 I'm paying for the convenience of me not caring about what I what I'm ordering. Like, <laughs> uh, do I want nuggets? Do I want a chicken sandwich? Do I want a burger? Like, no, you know, what? give me a one. 
and then I'm done. That's it. Thanks. And I'm out. So fucking McDonald's. I go, yeah, $9 for a, for a number one, a, with no pickles and onions. I get there and, uh, uh, we don't, wise. yeah. We're, yes, uh, what a one, no a, yeah, no, uh, I don't even know what a one, a is, but, uh, leave the onions off of it. Whatever. I mean, no, it's actually a, a one is a big Mac. A two is a quarter pounder. And then a two, a is, or a two, a the is thinking a man's single, choice. Yeah, two A is a single patty. A two B is a is a double patty. Two C is a fucking triple patty. Uh, that's TMI. Long story short, yeah. Too much information. I go to the fucking window, and it's uh, <laughs> oh, we're, we're we're out of soda. We only have water and juice, and I'm dumbfounded. I I didn't even know what to say. I was like, they didn't even have iced tea. No, we have water and apple juice. Is what he fucking says. <laughs> So now, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, so if I said apple juice, would you have given me like a fucking juice box that you give my kids in their happy meal? Is that what I would have gotten? And then I, and then I would have paid the same price. I don't get a medium soda. Well, that, that's it. ridiculous. You should not be paying the price you would yeah. for no soda that, or any drink or beverage. If they don't give one to you, that doesn't count as a meal. I know. And I was you too know, pissed if off. If you add up the fries and the burger, it, it comes out to more than the meal. See, and this or, again, I'm sorry, it comes out to, um, it still comes out to just about the same as getting it with the soda. And this Almost again, exactly the same. This just again little goes, this again goes off where, I, I, yeah, like I, I go up there where, again, where I'm not going to fight and I'm, I don't got time for that. So, yeah, so I pull up and the guys like, oh, we don't have any any soda. We have water and an apple juice. I'm like, so, so they I was like, carbonated so, water. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I guess give me a they have syrup, but they, they don't have anything to put it in. Uh, yeah. So I'm like, all right, give me a water. And then I'm thinking, well, no, what are you going to give me a fucking cup of water? Uh, you know, like some warm water, probably in a cup. I'm like, no, I'm going back to the office. I can get, well, I can get water at the office. I said, man, you know what? Never mind. Just give me the burger and the fries. Okay. Yeah. Uh, eight something you know 8.59 he says i'm like wait so it's the same price even if i didn't get a soda and he just nods yes i was like Ugh. it's because he doesn't know how to avoid his receipt exactly he doesn't know how to it. fucking do math either apparently and he goes so he goes do you still want the water then i got you no just 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 Did he say it like that yeah do you still do you want the water then I want to, and I was out, out loud i wanted to say no just take my card and get me the fuck away from you <laughs> And then I go up and it's fries that are like, these fries are like white. They're not even golden brown, crispy cooked fries. They're like white fucking French fries. Like, you know, man. Hopefully they weren't frozen still. Yeah. You know what the deal is too? It's always, it's always when you want it the most is when it comes out the worst. You're like, oh, I'm in a hurry. That's all right. I knew there's a McDonald's right here. Yeah, I could just get this McDonald's. Eat them out of the good. bag. I don't want to even get there first because they'll be yeah. cold by then. And... Uh, oh my god, it's, they were already cold, so I had to be eat them out of the bag. Because yeah, because you know that's the worst. If you if my my trip back, you you ruin the crispiness of the fries because you have that short window of when you get them to when you eat them that the fries are at their at their best. Right, and, and it's and always you leave the bag closed. They steam. They oversteam, and then they're no longer crispy. Yeah. Yep. Then you get soggy fries. Yep. Uh, yeah. So exactly. So it's like, all right, well, I got this McDonald's and you know, and that's how it goes. It's either it hits good or it hits bad. And you want it to just hit the spot. Like, all right, I'm in a hurry. I just get this and I'll go back to my office and eat it. And that's it. And then of course, when it rains, it pours with no soda, shitty fries, dry burger. Like, uh, you know what? 
why did I bother? And it's my, my friend Seth will say this. He'll go, bro, how many times do I tell you to stop eating that shit? Because yeah. that's what that's what you get. Like now when I go to the Wendy's by me and I get a chicken sandwich, because I used to love the number six spicy chicken sandwich. I actually would get it with lettuce and tomato on it. Usually I take that shit off. The spicy chicken sandwich, you like that stuff on it. And now it's like it's not even a fucking chicken breast. It's just a flat, crispy piece of friggin' it's a it's a crispy piece of paper. I'm like, what is this garbage? But you know what? I'll go there and I'll get it again just to hope that it's better this time and it'll suck next time. But I'll try again because I know I've had it good before, so I can have it good again. When am I learn my lesson? Don't get me started on Domino's too. Now Domino's, I ran, I ran the same well, fucking. Domino's, uh, I'm sorry, they they suck now and uh, they kind of sucked before, even worse. Yeah. So I mean, people do that. They're like, "Oh, you eat Domino's? Like that's not even real pizza." First of all, it is delicious, but you, it's almost in a different category than like real New York style pizza. You can't compare them. No, you know? not at all. I mean, you know, that's and that's why you would pity people who don't live in the tri-state area because they don't know what pizza is. Yeah, They've never that. had it. You know, they're willing to put up with Domino's because to them, you know, that's like golden. You know, yeah. like, oh, it's so sad. Oh, it? and Detroit, Little Caesars is the shit. Oh, my God. I've never even had, had Little Papa Caesars. John's or um, Chuck E. Cheese. It all is the same, just about. Chuck E. Cheese, believe it or not, good pizza. Whoa. Yep. Man, your standards have slipped if uh, that's good. Well, I mean, but first, okay, wait. Was it le- Have you ever had Chuck E. Cheese pizza? Yes. Okay, when the hell have you ever been to a Chuck E. Cheese? With my kids. <laughs> I knew that. At a birthday that. party. Yeah, well, you've walked right into it. But your kids are like 35 that's the, years that's old That's the now. thing, you know, you've got to go to where they have giant electronic rats um, in a band just terrorizing little children like, ah! You know, <laughs> well, I guess maybe surprisingly, couldn't afford Mickey Mouse, so yeah, you you get Sylvester the Rat, and uh, <laughs> Sylvester what, the Rat. His name, oh, his, name sorry, his name's Chuck E. Cheese. Sylvester yeah, he Americanized rat. it. He Americanized it. He's Chuck E. Cheese. That's the fucking rat. <laughs> so who's Sylvester the Rat? <laughs> you can tell by the tail. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. Well, anyway. surprisingly, Chuck E. Cheese is good. Decent pizza for Chuck E. Cheese, from what you would expect. Okay, okay. But, yeah. Uh, and I, I'm digressing, of course, but I, I did want to hear you rant, although it... it it's uh, funny how it just comes back. gotten like you that. right at the beginning. Yes, yes. It just, <laughs> the, the the desperation. I can't stand the way the drive through these days is so fast, at least placing the order, is that you're like, okay, uh, I haven't been here in eight months, maybe a year, maybe two. Because I don't do the fast food that I used to. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, where's the menu? And you don't see the menu until you're up at the little box. You're like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, they don't hear this perfect voice that says, menu anymore. hello, would you, would you like to use our card? I'm like, uh, no. Yeah, I'm going to take your order. Because yeah. you know, it's <laughs> recorded. And like, the first time I ever heard it, I'm like, oh, wow. This- yeah. This sounds really nice, very professional. And then we, we'll like, be using the mobile app today. Like no, and I'm like no, no. I don't know how, but if somebody would show me, I'd be happy to because I downloaded and I can't figure it out. Yeah, apparently the, at McDonald's there's some kind of secret codes you can use to get to get free fries and shit. 
Like I, I heard, I, I, I heard still some guy don't get much in the way of free stuff. It, yeah, it's nah. the free like, oh look, you get a free fries if you buy twenty dollars worth of food. But I've seen some guy in front of me like tell the drive-through lady like some kind of secret code, like it was a fucking password he unlocked and he got some kind of free fries added to his order. I should have asked him about it. Like, what was that? But again, I don't got time for that. I don't even care. So I'm gonna get my food. Let me get out of there. Hey, how much more time we got? Because I I got tons of uh-huh. stuff to cover if if you have the time. Go ahead. Uh, or I can just cut to chases and plug a few things. Or uh... no, we'll we'll plug some stuff in the end, which is funny too. Because I you know now the running gag is I have tons of stuff to plug and Seth has nothing to plug, and I know you have a ton of stuff to plug. So yeah, no, we'll plug some stuff at the end. So no, what uh? And don't forget comics on books. your mind. So um. Yeah, we'll, we need we'll to talk, talk about, about that, that since that's yeah, yeah, we'll bring that up too for sure. So anyway, I, I just wanted to say so uh, I am working on another audiobook. I'm uh, not at liberty really to say what I'm working on, but that it's enjoyable, and to me, that's I I can't tell you just how much fun it is to work on a fun book. That's what it, it's, it's about. Really fun. And it, um, yeah, it's really, really time consuming and you spend all this time working and you're like, Oh, half of it doesn't come up to spec. And so therefore you're like, yeah, I'll redo it all. It was just three hours and you know, uh, in the booth here right now, I've got this comfy chair where I'm sitting and it moves like this, huh? mm-hmm. but it makes noise. So when I'm recording, I have to, uh, you know, where, where it has to be completely silent. Mm-hmm. I have to bring in this wooden thing that doesn't fold or anything. It's like a kitchen chair. It's just wood. And it just like, you know, you're sitting in it for four hours at a time. Mm-hmm. And, and the booth, first of all, gets really, really warm. And then you're all congested and you're like, you know, and you're, you can hear yourself whistle in the sound thing. Like, oh, dear. Well, what's the thing? deal? Did you have to <laughs> unpl- unplug your refrigerator or something when you record? Or No, no, I'm lucky. I, I don't have to do that. There are some other folks who do. And the the danger is forgetting to plug it back in. Ah, yes. And then losing a freezer's worth of food or a refrigerator worth of food. That that would be bad. I mm. have to turn off the um, uh, the furnace. So ah, that's it, it. it's uh, getting cold already. So I I missed the nice spot where it suddenly went from every day is the heat wave to oh it's suddenly cold enough now that um. You know, it's like, uh, you know, if I didn't have the booth, a door closed, um, it's kind of cold down here. <laughs> yeah. And then I know, right. Cause now you have to worry about, listen, that's like you said, you have to turn the furnace off so you don't hear it. Turn the furnace off. And, and I have to wait a few minutes because evidently it still makes sounds while it's running through the pipes afterwards. I didn't learn this until later. And you're like, I'm looking at the recording, I'm like. Why is there a bright yellow bar at the bottom indicating loud, annoying noise whine? Like, <laughs> oh, it's the furnace turned on and I turned it off. But why is there still a double white line there? It's like, well, it's your pipes making yeah. sound. So I have to That's wait a- for that to end. And then, oh, good. That ended. And like, wait a minute. I can hear the wind or I can hear the rain or I but don't and during a- the day. It's guess what? It's leaf season. So if we have any viewers who are outside of the, the, like the snowy, if you're in Florida or whatever, where it doesn't change the leaves and the trees don't shed themselves, uh, count yourself lucky because right now it gets loud. Mm -hmm. Although, you know, it was just all lawnmowers. Uh, 
But it have like noise canceling microphones, like that stuff that picks up on all of that. Yes, it has to. Hmm. Because if it doesn't, then when you're playing it back, it already sounds muddy. Okay. Or it, it doesn't sound as crisp and clean, as clear as you want it to. Like it would if you were from a studio. You see, the, the goal is you want it to sound as best as possible under the best circumstance or the worst circumstances. Because then everything else will sound good. But if you just go for average, like, oh, that's acceptable you know, on a regular headset or playing it streaming or something, you know, when you actually do have somebody who wants to listen to it, it's going to sound like awful. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Makes sense. And that's not good. No, no, what kind good. of chair are you working with over there? Cause I heard it as soon as you hit it. Yeah. It's, well, I don't know what kind it's something no, that was something like inexpensive. That. Um, man, I talked about, much. I talked about this in the show. I'm telling everybody about this. You see this chair? <laughs> yeah. This leather chair is in great condition. 35 bucks. Facebook Marketplace. Wait till it starts shedding the leatherette. That's, That's all I, I have know, to man. say. It's all right to me. I've had those before. And the next thing you know is like, what the heck is, what, what the hell is this on my uh, no, it's shirt? Got, You're like, it's oh, got, it's, it's, it's peeling. It wasn't real leather after all. It's, it's peeling. It's got the hard plastic uh, arms on it. Nothing to worry about. 35 bucks, man. I'll take it. I've, right. I've spent that before. Well, I, I and uh, it doesn't anyways, make this... it makes too much noise. I, well, so I, I have to have something. I, I, you know, I can't even wear a shirt like this when I'm recording. I, I don't hear you can hear, you hear the, uh, the shirt moving around. You can hear the uh, the cable clicking around on the keyboard and all sorts of stuff like that. Do, do you hear any noise from me moving in my thirty five dollar chair? No, no, you don't hear that noise. No. That's the point. You don't hear any noise from it. And like in your chair where you got to worry about hearing noise, I don't hear anything in my chair. $35 well, Facebook marketplace. Anyway, this, this was, uh, it, this was something that uh, my wife thought would be good and comfortable. And I looked at it first and it, it looked like it was going to be fine. So you, when it started creaking and I was doing lines for, um, a new podcast, um, that I'm helping with. Um, and she told me during the live read of like, you know, uh, you sent us, the, you sent me the line, Scott, but I, I can hear something creaking. Is it your oh, chair? And I went, I just, yes, it is. you heard it, didn't you? I just, I just heard it. You heard now. it, didn't you? Yeah. Well, so did Jess. So terrible. Like, oh. Bummer. No. But your anyway. wife got, your wife got you that chair. She told me I could buy it. I think I picked it. I can't remember. Maybe. Yeah. So yeah, she it's my got- fault. So, so she said you could get. I can't it, throw so her okay. under the bus. No, no, <laughs> that's not going to happen. So um, anyway, what else do I want to uh, share? So, uh, so it's not just all audiobooks. I wanted to say I've I've done some other projects too. First was the the old time radio show that I yeah. got to do where they recreated a new episode of the Fred Allen radio show, Fred Allen from back in nineteen forty eight. Um, uh, who was uh, uh, a popular radio comedian at the time. And uh, you would only probably recognize his voice yourself if you listen to a certain um, cartoon with, um, what's the name of the uh, character? I'm trying to remember. No, not Allen? Warner Brothers. What? Fred Allen? Fred Allen, yes. 
He had a uh, famous feud with Jack Benny. Gosh, you know, Jack Benny is one of my favorites. Jack so Benny, I've fact, heard of. Yes. Well, I had a, a portrait of Jack Benny up in my my cube. Remember? No. For a number if of I've, years. If I'd seen it, maybe I don't remember what he looks like, but I've well, heard of his name. One thing I was gonna do is uh, show you this, since um, that's Jack Benny. Oh, okay. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I have the strangest people. I was going to say, like, you know, we're doing an episode of Cube Nerds. I'm decorating my cube or my <laughs> voice booth. So you, you saw the John Quincy Adams. And over here, um, I'm not going to turn the... Well, I get, nah, That's all right. Um, I've got a little beetle thing up. And uh, so I was going to say, so I'm decorating my cube. You can tell me what to try to keep. I already showed you the picture of um, the audio book. Go nuts, man. Up. So I just did an interview with, uh, I was on the comic book club podcast and the yes. first thing they noticed oh, yes. was all the stuff I have going on in the back. You got so that, lots that's, of cool stuff. That's the first thing they said. They're like, wow, look at all the stuff that you've got going on back there. Hold on. Oh, there we go. So yeah. And it was immediately like that. It's cause it's just all stuff. Like again, like the, the poster on my comic that my wife got me the the two pieces of Hal Haney artwork that are great i have a there's a guy named his name's nolan harris and he does awesome artwork on instagram he's very big in the, the wrestling and i have an original piece of his that i won in a contest Ooh. where it's like half of it is batman and you know his team and then the other half is his rose gallery and i have a signed print and i also have it's a it's an actual original art piece of it and i gotta frame it and find a place to hang it but obviously clearly i have no room for it um, but that's a very cool thing to have. Yeah, you got to to spice it up in the back. Well, next time um, we we do this, bring the stuff you don't have hanging so you can show it up, and maybe we can get some comments on it. Just say like that has to be up, Mike. Well, you can true. take down uh, blah 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 behind you or something. I've like got that. this kind of shit too. These even why isn't this? Or working? they might say rotate it. Be seasonal. Oh, I've got I've got these two, but this half blew out. I don't know how. It's not like it's two different things. I said too when I'm trying to stream games. It I tip. I look like a dad trying to be cool because you see they they don't stick like they're supposed to. Half of them are blown out. I should just leave it that way and try to stream games like that. Yeah, like I'm trying. That's a good to be way cool of putting it. it. Yeah, that my I tried streaming a game one time. It was horrible. Like my the video was okay, but the game moved in slow motion because I was using a really old laptop with an, an emulator. Oh god, it was a nightmare. It was the worst video game stream probably ever. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, for gaming, I always have to talk to my son Richard, who's um, just a, a wonder at it. Here is the print. Nolan, Nolan, Nolanium is his name on Instagram, right? There's the print, which nice. is so awesome. And then there is the actual original artwork behind it. It's a marker sketch. There's the original, which is very cool. Yeah. And, and as you can see, because we I mean, look like there's the markers bleeding through on the back. Jeez. Yeah. He did that freehand? Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, so I need to find a frame for this before it gets somehow ruined. I, I can't see how somebody could do that with a pen and not like, uh, you know, like two thirds of the way through it go, <laughs> you know, like with a sneeze or something <laughs> like, 
Uh, oh fuck you know just toss it off to the side or something well now what a lot of guys do is they do videos of it they do tiktoks they do instagram reels oh that makes sense yeah of how they actually process made them yeah of the process and uh he he did one of this this was a very popular piece that he he made a lot of content with this Does include like drawing the ovals and the the right angled uh, lines to it and then erasing all of that after you've done the ink work see i would have see i don't know do they uh, do that? I, yes, yes. They I, do I know do some that. folks do. Yeah, um, they they definitely do do that. Um, and if so uh, Bert sure were here, he could show us. Yeah, Bert, Bert, exactly. Because you know, Bert again, fellow cube nerd, Bert did the cover of the so that big poster you see of CWL number one was drawn by Bert Ramos. That's who right. Has, I forgot about that. Who has no interest at all in being a part of the Cube Nerds podcast anymore. I, or, I think he has some. It's just that he has higher priorities. Uh, I don't or think ones he, that he um, would prefer to be higher prioritized, like his family. Well, you know, we, oh, well, you know. Yeah, God damn it. <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> We've all got families, Scott. Yes, We're we sacrificing do. here. No, I know, but no, like me, he, he, him and I have talked about it. And he's like, I just, I just don't want to talk. He's like, you know, like I, I just listen and I've got like, okay, that's okay. He doesn't need to go on rants. He doesn't need to talk about other things. And it's like, okay. But he's such it. a good listener. It's half of talking is well, having somebody who's a, a good listener. And a good listener comments at the right spots and just nods at the right areas. And he gets you to be more on point. Like I haven't been this past hour and a half or whatever. I'm not sure you yeah, have. I'm just uh, rambling around, I think. That's not true at all. You've been talking like crazy. <laughs> lots lots of good back and forth here. Good, good. Yeah, no, we're all right. Yes, I know. Yeah. It's funny, too, because I, I, I didn't have any topics. I, I Throughout the week, I take notes on different topics that are that are going on. And stuff to talk about on the show. So I had like my plans for the Mind Your Effin Business show. Like, uh, let's see. So I had uh, John Taffer pouring a beer, which is something that came out a while ago. Um, something that we brought up that I couldn't remember. I, I lost track of something last week's episode. And I remember what it was. And it was talking about Super Mario's ass. Um, because we were talking about how Velma is now a lesbian. Velma's from Scooby-Doo. I did hear that. Yes. And then, yeah, and then leading how people were pissed off that Lola Bunny from Jinkies. Space Jam. Yeah, uh, Lola Bunny from Space Jam wasn't, you know, sexy enough anymore. And then people bringing up that Mario has a flat ass in the new movie when he had a little bit more of a bubble butt and I think, the video game. Um, okay. Yeah, I know, but that's a thing. Uh, there's a scary Grinch movie coming out. There's a scary Winnie the Pooh movie coming out. Um, oh, yeah. I know about the Winnie the Pooh movie. Yeah, so those are just a few different things that I... Uh, Kelsey Grammer is actually from my area and he played in a golf tournament, uh, to benefit law enforcement. That was another thing I wanted to bring up. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I didn't have any like work. He has a house in New Jersey. Yeah, he must because he's around here all the time. Um, I did not know that. Yeah. He's what happened to the uh, reboot of, uh, Frasier. They were supposed to be do a reboot. They were supposed to pick it up. Yeah. Well, not a reboot. But uh, a continuation, sort of like when they restarted Roseanne again uh, and a whole bunch of those uh, sitcoms. Frazier was also supposed to get a restart. Even though John Mahoney's died, I think they were going to get together at least as a tribute to him of some Hmm. kind. 
maybe. I don't know. I didn't hear anything about that. I didn't go back and watch Frasier because I went and watched 11 seasons of Cheers. And then I after Frasier. Oh, Cheers. Yeah. After 11 seasons of Cheers, I could not commit to 11 seasons of Frasier. Oh, you have to. It's even funnier. Funnier than Cheers. See, Cheers is Cheers is good. Frasier. Oh, 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 oh. Frasier. I mean, I think I watched maybe half of the first season. And it was, it was good. It was surprising. I mean, like, okay, I can see why this made 11 seasons, just like Cheers, because it is very good as well. But, uh, but yeah, the I writing is first, first rate. You know, I started watching them again with a real good uh, ear to detail. And it was amazing just how subtle some of the jokes are. And you could see the actors waiting to give the line just the right amount of uh, time as you thought about it. You're like, I never got that before. Ooh. That's a risky joke. Like, wow. <laughs> That's a double triple entendre that I didn't even think of. That's interesting. Because but, uh, again, as um David as David you... Isaacs and uh, Ken Levine are both really good uh, script writers. And okay. uh, Ken Levine has a podcast, which I oh, think yeah? I've mentioned to you at some point. But uh really fun to listen Not to. Not ringing a bell. He was the showrunner for uh, MASH as well as Cheers and Free. Okay. And ah. uh, Wings. Yes, I do remember Wings. Yeah, I, I didn't watch Wings, but I remember Wings. I liked Wings. Yeah, it, it yeah. had some good characters and some good actors. So I remember these shows that were on, like honestly, Steven Weber. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I didn't want to watch Mash. I never had any interest in watching Mash. And well, when you're I was the wrong up, age. I that's think. yeah, absolutely. And it's funny because I have I I have a Facebook status that comes up every year where I said this, where it's like when I was a kid growing up, it was like I never understood what what the big deal was about Cheers. You know, like I know my my dad loved Cheers, and then as I grew up and watched it, I'm like, man, I can't believe how awesome Cheers is. It is, but I didn't get to watch all of them, even though um I, you know, uh, it was on when I was watching television. Because it got interrupted by college. Really? Yeah. Like it, yeah, and but um, were, so were, were college kids were college kids watching Cheers? Uh, <laughs> college kids of that age, at that era, didn't have televisions. Okay. Or computers. Okay. So there wasn't really any way to watch it with any regularity. But I'm saying, if you did. Like, let's say you weren't going to college. There were people who watched it. Yeah. Okay. All right. And it was well-written and well-acted and it was funny. Oh yeah. Absolutely. You know, that, that's really what counts. Mm -hmm. They tried remaking. There's a comedian. I wish I could remember his name, but a guy, he tried doing it on TBS. He tried doing like a, a new age cheers and it was a funny show, but it didn't, it didn't pop off. It wasn't the same, but it was a funny show, but yeah, not Hmm. the same. Well, let me know if you think of it. Um, what the hell was his name? He does a fantastic joke on. He's a comedian. Does a fantastic joke on the seven dwarves and all of them being on medication, <laughs> and how every one of them, since they have some kind of That's you know, emotion, they both have very strange yeah. characteristics. Exactly, since they and all I have some kind the of the use of psychotropic uh, medication. Yes. Yeah, emotional disability. <laughs> they all need some kind of medication to bring them down <laughs> or um, up in the case of uh sleepy or yeah snoozy yeah or whatever his name exactly was. <laughs> snoozy <laughs> yeah oh, what the uh, grumpy or you're, you're kind of a dick where you get you on some zoloft um 
Seven Dwarves. What the hell's his name? Um, There's Doc. Just meta. Yeah. Uh, well, he's the one administering the medication. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Seven Dwarves medication. <laughs> what the fuck is? I wish I could find it. Damn it! What's his name? I wish I could remember the name of the show too. Sullivan and Son was the name of the show. Now that I remember that, Um, Hmm. and I think he's like he's like a Korean Irishman. Like his mom's Korean, but his dad's Irish, so he was so like that's he took over his dad's bar. Yeah, different. Yeah, I liked it. I thought the show was interesting. It was on TBS though. Steve Byrne or Byron. B-Y-R-N-E. That's his name. Um, let's let's see if that's I burn. 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 Okay. What I, I'm sure I could probably find it. It's I don't know how funny it would be to listen to the whole thing, or I mean I'm promoting it, so I don't know why I'd get any uh gimmick infringement, but yeah, he's a funny dude. Let's say Steve Burns. Seven, I, I don't actually you know what? And I don't think the whole thing in its entirety is on YouTube because you just can't do that. Okay. Yep. Here we go. It's one minute long. All right. It's one minute long. So if you want to listen to it, it's pretty funny. I love Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, but I love the dwarfs because they all had personality. They had a character flaw. It gave them some spunk. Nowadays, I hope they never remake that movie. We have too many prescription drug ads. They want to neuter everybody. The whole movie would be different. Doc could come in the first scene. All right, I told you all what to do to better yourselves. You obviously don't listen to me, so it's medicine time. Don't be, I've told you a hundred times. Please eat some more fish. It's good for your brain. You don't listen to me. I'm going to get some offense in, okay? Grumpy, nobody likes being around you. You're depressing. I'm going to give an upper. We're going to get some Zoloft. Happy, it's too happy. Bring it down a notch. You're kind of annoying. I'm going to get you some second all. Bashful, we all like to go out after work. We want to meet some girls. You're cock blocking us. Get in the mix. I'm going to get you some Adderall. Sneezy, I know you're out there in the fields. Your allergies are acting up. You cannot whistle when you I'm going to get you some Claritin. Sleepy, you're the only one on drugs. i got to get you off the Ambient, get you to Starbucks, or drink some Red Bull, okay? <laughs> Did you hear that okay? Yeah, I heard it fine. All right. Good. And I've never heard that before, so that was Yeah, it was a funny bit. Yeah, funny comedian. Like I said, I like that show. They tried getting the... It just it You can't capture that same charm that Cheers had, but it was fun. Interesting. Yep. So... So that's that. We kind of hardly even touched on work, which is fine. It's a different story now, because again, I, I, you know, you don't know what people listen to. I can't go on ten, and I'm, I'm not looking to get fired like I was. In my it's last It's interesting. Job. Uh, one observation I had, as far as television goes, you remember the uh, we had re-entered into the golden age of television. You know, remember when uh, everybody was watching Lost? Uh huh. You guys were all hooked, and um, not me. You know, Mad Men. I never watched Lost. Breaking Bad? Breaking Bad was great. I was way after the game on Breaking Bad. I was too, but I finally watched all of them with my family, so it wasn't by myself. This... And that was that was really great. But guess what? The golden age of television, it's it's already over. It's done. Yeah. It's gone. Well, because the Sopranos. Game of Thrones was one of them. Yes, Sopranos was right there at the beginning. Yeah, the Sopranos is what got people into going like, man, television can be awesome. And now I don't need to to be in movies. I can really, you know, hone my craft doing a TV show. And then, yeah, yeah then you had Breaking Bad. Um, Sons of Anarchy, maybe not so much in that run, but Sons of Anarchy was a very good show. I loved Sons of Anarchy. Um, but, yeah, those kind of shows that came out where they were just like people, they were just not cannot miss episodes. Walking Dead. Walking Dead, yeah. Walking Until Dead was like going. a phenomenon. 
Yeah, I'm like two seasons behind on Walking Dead. And I had uh, one of our. End? I think Did they that, have that, the season finale. I think or? the last season is going on now. The last part of the last season. I actually had a, a friend of ours too, uh, Dave Gould, reach out to me uh, the other day. He watched oh. the last season of. We were very big Lock and Key fans at the Lock and Key comic book. Yeah. Uh, he watched the last season of Lock and Key, the third season, and he just it wasn't it wasn't impressed. And I was the same boat. They went so off the rails. From, like I understand it can't be the same as the comic, but it went so off the rails from the comic. I had no interest in it at all. I don't have no even interest in watching the third season. It's just the show to me is not the same at all. It's fun if you if you're just watching the show, it's fun. But if you like the comic. It's tough because the comic is obviously so much better and then also so different. And that happened with Walking Dead. The further they got off the rails from the source material, the less people had any interest in the show. Yeah. That's just how it went. Because they deliberately tried to be different in the comic towards the end. And again, once like Andrew Lincoln left, you're like, all right, if he doesn't care about this show anymore, why should I? You know, yeah, and then that's what happened. much longer after that. That's exactly, I don't think anybody did. That's what happened. And it's a bummer, but yeah, that's what happened. And now there'll be Walking Dead spinoffs. There is another spinoff. There's going to be a, like two well, more. They've had Fear the Walking Dead for almost as long as Walking Dead. Yeah, and uh, now there's Tales from the Walking Dead. And I know like Maggie and Negan are getting their own show. And I thought, oh, really? I thought Dale and Carol were supposed to get their own show, but I think they squashed that or they don't want to do it. It's Maybe it's not going to be any good. I don't know, but... Yeah, oh. who knows? As long as they don't bring the governor back and like start resurrecting people. Yeah, no, no, I'm pretty sure he's plenty dead. Yeah, although he's got a new series on in Britain, I think. David oh, yeah? Morrissey. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. It's called. It's called Scott. Really, shouldn't bring up things he doesn't know the answer to. <laughs> well, da- well, David. That's Morris- what I've been doing wrong this episode. Well, David Morrissey, you at least remembered his name, so you can go IMDb. I did. I know. And I go- watched him on that wonderful episode of uh, Doctor Who, where he played Doctor Who. Yep, fantastic episode of Doctor yes, Who. It was. Yes, it yep. was. Yep, yep. So, all yeah. right, man. Anything else you wanted to bring up? No, just stuff to plug. All right. Well, yeah. Go ahead. Plug away again. Okay, so anyway, I've been, um, let's see, uh, I mentioned my, uh, where did it go, where did it go? Plug the book again. The book is called uh, Lenin, the Mobster, and the Lawyer, and I've narrated and produced the audiobook. On audible.com. On audible.com. It is also available from iTunes without a subscription. For um, $17.99, I think. Although maybe I shouldn't quote prices um, mm-hmm. since that will date the podcast. But that's cool. Um, you can get your same one. Yes. So you, you didn't record it just for Audible. You recorded it all together. So. Audible distributes it to okay. Audible, Amazon, and iTunes. Oh, awesome. All three of those. And I've got a uh, seven-year contract, so you guys can go rush out and buy it. And if you forget it today, hey, that's okay. Go buy tomorrow. But don't or wait any longer the next. That. The next Beetle Fest, and uh, who knows? Maybe we'll have a way to purchase it remotely by that time. Maybe that would be cool. That would be cool because uh, I know Jay has been invited to the next one, which is in New Jersey, at the end of March of 2023. Oh man, you got to be there. You got to get yourself a table. I will. I I couldn't attend the Chicago Fest because I couldn't fly out there, but um, I attended virtually, 
and watched it. I should share pictures next time of my setup when I was virtually attending. I had two different iPads and the iPhone set up all at the same time and a computer screen so that I could tune into every different breakout room I could find <laughs> and not miss a minute of something that was interesting. And I caught some wonderful stuff. Um, let's see. What else well, did I have? Well, now oh, I was um, going to start a um, podcast possibly, or okay. a, at least a, a YouTube video series. I'm listening on my book collections. Great. See, that's what Not you should. That's what you got to do. Collection that people could tune in, like, oh, I wonder what he's got. See, that's what you do. Make content on yourself. That's what you, you know, do. I've I've got three thousand books behind me in the regular uh, house here, and. Um, Jeez, you know, I've read quite a lot of them. Not all of them, because you ruin the... A library shouldn't contain just what you've read. How boring is that? It should always have stuff you're like, oh, I, I need something new to read. Of course. Of course, you should always have something new to read. Or you should have something new to talk about. This is October, so maybe I should do a uh, podcast or a, a book on, like, um, Ray Bradbury's The October Country. Yes! His best short story collection that I think ever, and you know it's been out since the 1940s. It's and Mr. Bradbury, of course, died, so he's he's not around to do it himself anymore. But I think, um, yes, I think you should and absolutely do, do that. Seven ninety on eBay. That's not this copy, but that's one I checked before this podcast started, just to let you know of like, wow, I bought this when it was new at cover price of two ninety five. Now it's worth seven. Uh-huh. Science fiction has a resale. But... All right, we're going to talk after this because you're going to start doing that and I'm going to help you. Older one. This one's worth almost $9. Oh, no, no, 25 I'm sorry. The okay. second printing, U.S. printing, but still, great book. And some of his best short stories ever. Wouldn't you like to hear me talk about that? And, you know, a couple episodes to get it started and then guests. Absolutely. Like yeah, I don't do much reading. I wouldn't be a very good guest. You would be a good person to listen or to talk about, you know, Scott, I really liked um, the Lord of the Rings. Did you ever read the books? You did. Why don't you tell me about it? I'm curious about what's different from the movies than the books. You're right. I would be good at that because I'm very curious about that stuff. I, I go to I see I love books. I love my <laughs> kids having books. I wish we read more books, but they don't want to sit and read all the time. Sometimes they'll read a little bit and then they're sick of it. But I just love like having books. Like I, I, I like going into bookstores and just looking around. Not actually buying books, just looking around and seeing them. I mean, I, and, I have, which is you know. another plug because this weekend you will be at. I will be at Funny Rama. Which is what's a, that, Mike? <laughs> I was going to get to it. Shut up, Scott. <laughs> Funny Rama is a, a celebration. Was what they're called? Actually, they went from a, it escalated from a celebration to an extravaganza. Uh, for the Funny Books comic book store in Lake Hiawatha, New Jersey. So from 12 to 5, there will be a uh, like a celebration. There'll be games and prizes. And the guy who runs the comic book store, he does a, a little talk show on the, on the booth. There is a guy. Let me look up his name because I can't remember his name. Um, but he's a published. He's, he's the CEO of Scout Comics. And he wrote these books, these these children's books based off of Groot. Um, there's oh. Night Night. 
there's night night Groot and uh, first day of Groot. So it's like the first day of school and they're children's books and they're excellent. They're, there's good. tons of little Marvel Easter eggs. The artwork in them is very cool. Like there's a little picture of it right there. It's night night Groot. Um, and actually in funny books and like Hiawatha right now, he has a few copies of them. Now he has um, some copies of CWL because I will be there selling pop quiz apparel pins and CWL. you'll be there in person. I will be there. Brendan Deneen is his name. He's he'll be there. Uh, he's the, the, the writer and uh, illustrator of, of good night, of night, night Groot um, and first day of Groot. Also uh, Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti will be there. Very two big proficient minds and creators in the, the world of comics. Amanda Connor, most notably uh, she's the current artist, I believe on the Harley Quinn comic book after DC. So they'll be there too. So it's not so much really a comic convention as more just a little get together with some stuff going on, but I know they'll be doing a signing um, and I'll be signing books and selling some issues of CWL and selling some pins as well. Bert will be there too. Uh, so he'll be, <gasps> Bert, he'll be Bert the missing be tube nerd third. Yep. So he'll be will there he to be wearing his E-Time shirt. Uh, no, he'll be wearing a CWL shirt probably. Oh, I've, and I've got one. doesn't have that. Uh, he doesn't have his either yet, You're, but I have one for you. Oh, <laughs> see, this is why we get into uh, cool things, uh, boys and girls. Loot. Yes. So now what will be coming as well is I'll be putting some Cube Nerds shirts up on the T Public store so we can get some T uh, Cube Nerds shirts as well. Um, the Cube Nerds logo you can see in the upper right hand corner of your screen right now. Uh, so that I'll just slap that on a T-shirt and you can easily get a, a T-shirt with the Cube Nerds logo on it. Next time I get some some promotional ones, I'll get a few of those to to give out as well. But yeah, I got a CWL shirt with your name on it, Scott. So I'll give it to you. And wouldn't um, it be nice to make this into a T-shirt? Hmm? You can absolutely do that. Recognize the hat. That's yep. not me though. You you send me that artwork and I'll slap it on a T-shirt. Or maybe the cover of this. Only yes. the audiobook cover, which has my name on it, too. Yeah, because I don't know if you can use that exact cover. The other one you created, so it's okay. I don't know if you can use that cover. See, my name's on this one. Ah, there you go. There you go. Yep, narrated by Scott Mc. Very cool. So, yeah, so that's where I'll be. So, again, Saturday, okay. 12 to 5 at the American Legion in Lake Hiawatha, New Jersey. Tickets are 15 bucks, and then you Oh, that's nothing. But you also get... <laughs> But see, you should be doing voices for commercials. Um, but that's do, nothing. Oh my god, that's you, so cheap. Oh dear. You do actually get a swag bag full of stuff, full of at least fifteen dollars worth of stuff too. So Aww. you're getting you're getting a lot for your ticket, which is cool. Can't wait. I'm excited to do it. My first little comic convention. Hopefully, you know, I sell some pins and sell some books. And the people that'll be there will be like the first people ever to get books that will be signed by both myself and cover artist Bert Ramos. So wow, that's a cool little tidbit. Would you like me to sign too as just uh, a supporter? Just for being there? Sure. If somebody no, wants guy. your autograph? Absolutely. <laughs> Why not? I have something to plug uh, that might absolutely. be there. Although I we I haven't checked with the uh, funny books yet, but uh, old friend of mine Rich Johnson just came out with a blurry picture of the Amazing. I mean, Spider -Man. I see Spider Man. Uh, the book is called The Amazing Spider Man Web Slinger Hero Icon, just out from Marvel Universe in hardcover. 
and that was released just last month. Very cool. I believe word has it. The Hulk is next. Uh huh. Or so, yes. Available through Amazon or your local good comic book store. I would be shocked if Funny Books doesn't have this at Funny Rama. Probably. And, yeah. uh, so, Rich Johnson. Hi, Scott. Remember me from our old bookstore days? He's 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 got an author page on Amazon. I don't have that. Oh, and I he's think done I do. very successfully. He's he's pretty cool, actually. That's very cool to hear. It's always cool to see that kind of stuff go on. Yeah. All right. Um, what else? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, um, I'm not done. Yeah, I know. You I'm on a you have podcast. Tons to plug. What? Yeah, I know. So you have tons to plug. Yes. So am I running too quickly? I no, don't know go ahead. Talk to. That's that. all right. Plug away. Time. That's okay. They can uh, hear me whenever. I'm in a, <laughs> a radio drama the next um, November 1st, I think it drops, called Madison on the Air. And you can look that up on, it's on Spotify and on all sorts of cool things like iTunes and stuff like that. And uh, it's uh, really funny. And very so cool. I'll, I'll, I, a very small role in uh, the next one that's coming out. And hopefully another one, which might even be, well, never mind, uh, coming out in um, after that. But can't I wait. I think I'm not allowed to talk about that, so I won't. Uh, what else? My goodness. Well, uh, I'll be in a, uh, an upcoming podcast, um, done by, uh, one of, uh, my friends on one of our discords. Uh, her name is Jess McCoy and she has a radio drama that she's working on called clone array. Don't have any details, but I'll be a voice in there somewhere. And, cool. um, another person just to give a quick plug to another friend, uh, Julie Hoverson, has a website called um, 19 Nocturne Boulevard. And I thought this was going to be in the scroll, but it isn't. But uh, we can always put it in the comments later. Yeah, right? we can do that. Yeah. And um, she also does um, audio drama. Uh, I guess the word is uh, promotion or marketing. Yes. On Twitter. at um, She's at a underscore d underscore infinitum ad stands for audio drama okay and uh anyway she does a uh, good promotion for uh, radio dramas out there very cool plug uh plug and, all uh, your social medias too because you're getting big on oh that's right yourself. i forgot I, I mentioned this is the first time ever i've been on more than just facebook so i'm now on instagram at scott r mckinley and I'm on um, Twitter at Scott R. McKinley or hashtag uh, Scott R. McKinley. No, it's at still. It's at. Uh, thank you. And uh, <laughs> stop laughing at me. I'm on Facebook as both myself, as Scott McKinley, and my official page is Scott R. McKinley uh, voice, um, voice actor and narrator. And so Scott R. McKinley is sort of my stage name. <laughs> you could barely tell it was my, was me. <laughs> could you? Could you? You were like, wait a minute. I thought Scott McKinley was here or Scott. And uh, my other nickname is Scotty. So anybody from uh, voiceover knows me as Scotty instead of Scott. Okay. Uh, the long story behind that, but I don't mind at all. Anybody who's a Star Trek fan can call me Scotty or. Um, that would have that been my guess. Yes. Yes. Or, or just. Um, not really uh, that long of a story. Any lady. <laughs> ah. uh, but uh, anyway, uh, that's uh, my wife in particular. 
Jean, <laughs> who will not like the fact that I mentioned her name. I know. That's why I went before I went with wife instead of actual name. So, Still. yeah. Uh, so you I can. Uh, that's just about everything, except that I've rushed everything and crushed everything. And I. Um, yeah. Take your time. We're in no rush here. Anything else you want to drop? Not really. All right. Leave something for next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the holidays are coming up. I'll, so I'll try to hold you to it. Uh, but if you keep me in mind as a, a leftover for when Seth's not available. As I was just say, the holidays are coming up, so I'm sure there'll be a lot more overtime being called in. And Oh, I was I also wanna... hoping because of the holidays, maybe he would get COVID. What? You're hoping he gets COVID? <laughs> no, it's joking. What? <laughs> you guys were talking about COVID the other uh, week. Yeah. And, uh, he don't I had it. COVID. Just I, oh, that's week, right. So. Yeah. And he I'm don't give a shit. Now, so. He'll be like, sure, I'll get COVID. He laughs in COVID's face. He's had COVID like three times. It doesn't he bother should. him at all. Well, keep in mind, every time you get it, you have a 20% of getting long COVID. Even oh, yeah? if you've had it three times, you still have a 20% chance every time you get it. Okay. So. And I know a couple of people who have it, and they're not happy about it. Well, nobody's happy about it. Excuse me. I've kept you up too late. Uh, you know what? I yawned on the car ride home. I was like, fuck. Is this what's going to happen now? <laughs> gonna, this, this long car ride home is going to make me tired. I do the podcast every night, or every Monday night. Well, anyway, I was kidding. Seth, please stay healthy. And um, <laughs> I we'll know. certainly welcome you back. Um, but uh, if, if you know, if you have a little bit of a cough and you can't make it, feel free to have uh, Mike call me in, and I'll <laughs> try to stay more on point next time. That's what we'll do. We'll we'll alternate the Cube Nerds podcast and the Mind Your F and Business podcast whenever it's you know. That way, we'll have some continuous running content here for some folks in case they want to stop in and and just you know get a little taste of some different things every time. Yep. So, yeah, so once again, me and Scott will be at uh, Funny Rama Saturday. Uh, and Bert. Yeah, Bert will be there too, but uh, I'm just saying because it's the two of us sitting right here now. October 22nd, that's yep. at, like I said, at the American Legion, Lake Hiawatha, New Jersey. You can search Etsy right now for Pop Quiz Apparel, which Scott was an early investor in. And um, you can find my comic books, Championship Some Wrestling League on there as pins. well. Yep, very cool pins. Uh, the Marvel versus Marvel versus. I'll be wearing DC some of versus. mine. Yeah, you know, that reminds me too. I got to bring you the ones you don't have. What are you missing? The Hulk and the Flash. Yeah. Okay. I've, I've seen the artwork even before winter production, but the, I, I haven't seen. I don't have the. The Flash pin is cool just because the colors and the alt. It's Flash and Reverse Flash. It's so cool. But the thing, I, I think, even though the Wolverine, the, the Spider-Man pin is by far our biggest seller. The Wolverine pin, there's there's only three left of those, and our contact no longer works there. So I have oh. to find somebody to be able to order more of those. But I think the the Wolverine was, was my favorite looking one until the Hulk pin came around. It's a special edition two-inch big Hulk versus Thing pin. The detail in this oh, pin. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, the, the, the detail in this pin is so awesome, and they'll be they'll be for sale at Funny Rama. They're fourteen dollars, but man, they're they're big pins, and yeah, the detail and the artwork is so cool. All of them are so cool. Bert's such a good artist; he needs to draw. Harley more. Quinn, the Harley Quinn versus good one. Yeah, the Harley Quinn versus Batgirl pin, which uh, Tara Strong 
Uh, speaking of voice acting, famous voice. That's right. Famous voice actor, very popular voice actor of Harley Quinn and the Arkham video games. Uh, she did the voice of Ms. Minutes in uh, the Loki series. She had the voice of Batgirl in um, uh, The Killing Joke. Uh, so she does the voice of Harley Quinn a lot, and she's in the voice of Batgirl. So naturally, she bought a Batgirl Harley Quinn pin. Um, which she showcases when she goes to convention. She has a jacket, a denim jacket that she covers in pins. One of those pins is our pop quiz apparel, Carly Quinn versus Batgirl pin. Very cool to see that. Absolutely. Yep. So they'll be on sale or they're on sale right now on Etsy, pop quiz apparel. Uh, I think that's it. I don't have any other shows coming up or anything like that, but uh, that'll do it. All righty. All righty, sir. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for filling in. And yeah, we will uh, We will definitely do this again. And like I said, I wish we could do it on a regular basis, but squeezing something in on Monday is even tough because I guess you can see now I get home like 10 after 9 and then run right to doing a podcast. So You pick a strange day to do it on then. Because it's the, it's the best day, unfortunately. It's the only oh, day. Okay. Alrighty, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for for stopping by and watching. Uh, you can catch this on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram, uh, Cube Nerds on Instagram, Cube underscore Nerds on Twitter. The Twitter isn't that active, and the Instagram is a little old. But uh, you can follow me. I'm at Mike Spear Jr. on absolutely every piece of social media that there is. Um, yeah, that'll do it. Don't forget to like and subscribe to this video on YouTube. Yes, on YouTube, the Spear Studios YouTube Spear channel. Studios. Rate, reviews, like rate, reviews, like subscribe. Yeah, I've got so much shit going on. I just had to put it all under one semi-umbrella. But that sounds good. And it's a good umbrella, too. No, no moth holes or anything. And, yeah. Uh, none of the spikes are uh, broken. Nope, broken. it's durable. Yeah. Wind, it's wind, wind resistant. All right. All right, man. Thanks for Thanks. filling in, dude. Anytime, Mike. My pleasure. All right, so we will chat again soon. And we're definitely going to chat again soon about you making YouTube videos and getting your content out there, too. That sounds great. Anytime. All righty, sir. All right, Mike. Have a good Take night. Take care. Bye. Take care. Bye, everybody.